Okay. We are up to Perak Hamishi Hislamdus, page Kuf Tzadik Beis, which actually was uh, when we were originally going to start and we were going to go into the Vadim. So Rabbi Erlinger, um, Rabbi Milstein had, was talking to the Mashkiach and the Mir, so he said, make sure you start with this. Uh, he says, even if you can go into them, you don't go back to the beginning, which we ultimately did. He said, this is the chapter you can't skip. So this is uh, Islamdus, and, and uh, so this is kind of uh, an, important, an important chapter. Okay. Training, being a student of life. We are finally going to approach avoda mamashis, a tangible avoda. We already, we already discussed that as a person begins to work on themselves, so there are two potential pitfalls. One of the pitfalls, which we're not going to deal with right now, is just finding the appropriate avoda for you. If the avoda is either where you're not holding because it's too high or it's just not in line with your personality, but for whatever the reason, you'll end up rebelling against it. You're not going to be able to incorporate it. You're not going to be able to make it part of you. It'll stay external. You're not going to change from it until finally you rebel against it. But the other side of that was, and this is what we're going to be addressing, is how that it shouldn't be gaiva because that becomes counterproductive. How what, what's going to be if all of a sudden you're working on yourself and in trying to work on yourself, you're also developing into a balgaiva. You're, you're whatever you gain on one end, you're losing on the other end. Zeudever kasha, it's very difficult. adam maisim. How are you going to not become a balgaiva? In other words, it, it's very it's very difficult. In general. In general, a person feels proud of, of their accomplishments. Whenever, whenever there's something that's important to you and you put in a lot of effort and you excel at it, so nat- naturally you're going to feel pride. Over here, you're having somebody that's working very hard at Musr. You're putting in, it's a lot of kaychas. There's a mysterious nefesh. How is it that you're going to approach this whole idea of Musr and of working on yourself, which is very lofty, a lot of, not everybody's doing it, and you're not also going to be developing at the same at the same time, some degree of pride, but that's ultimately going to be unhealthy, right? We last time we discussed also that as as you start to say, well, this becomes a normal hanhaga, you also risk developing intolerance for people that aren't holding by it. But over here it says, how is it, it's it's a kashim How is a person not going to be mizgah as he becomes a balmaisim? He becomes accomplished. You're doing things that are lifnimashuras hadin. You're putting in a lot. And that, that's what motivates you. You're diligent about it. Hislamdus is necessary before we go into any of the into any of these vadim. The whole idea of what we're, what we're going to be talking about tonight is is necessary in terms of one's approach. Mahi. So what what is this Hislamdus? We're going to bring a Rambam. Isha shelamda Torah yesh l'schar, a woman who learns Torah, and we're not getting into the sugya now, other other than to the degree that the Rambam makes a particular point. A woman who learns Torah, we're talking about Ian, Mishnah, Gemara, you know, those types of limudim, she'll get schar, aval ena ish. 
Why? So Mitzvah Vaisa is also a sugi in its own. But the bottom line is, is that in the way that halach is laid out, that we, women are not chayiv in that type of alimud. And even though they do have schar, the chachamim were uh, instituted that a person should not teach his daughter this type of tairah. Because for the most part, the, 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 their daughters would not be in a position to be they would end up subverting the words of Torah like, like anything else the, you know, a, a thing you know, you pour water into a kli it takes on the shape of the kli if you have information I mean, you know, we don't need to be looking at the news today to understand that there's bias that defines the way that you perceive that you perceive information I was reading like an article, you know, it was even talking about uh, you know the vaccine mandate. So two different head. One headline said that they they extended the stay, and one of them talked about extending the block. And I'm looking at it. You know, if there's a block to something, that means the status quo is that the vaccine mandate should be in place. But the court decided to keep the block in place until they get rid of it. The other one says that they extended the stay. You know, what I mean, it's like stability. You know, the, 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 the Biden's coming and trying to make a mandate, and no, you know, they, they, they had a stay and they, they kept it away from it. The way that information is read and perceived defines what you're talking about. So he says, well, we're going to take it at face value because it's not our sugi about why it is or isn't, you know, um, the, way that, uh, the way that we are on hug is. But the way that the Ram says is that most women in the context of a, a man teaching his daughters this type of Ian Gemara are not going to be in a position to approach the limud with his lamdos, and therefore they're not chayiv in it. Once they're not chayiv in it, once there's no tzivoy, so then they're not, they're, they're, there's no tzivoy about it. L'fiyani is da'itan, because of the way their minds are. Amru chachamim hamalamit as bito toroki lulamda tiflos. It'll be something that ultimately is tasteless. Okay, leave that lacha for what it is. But for our purposes, melamdenu arambam bazach, what we're learning is ki tachliso shel talmud Torah hi hislamdo, the idea of training, the idea of putting something into practice, and we're going to see what we're ta- we're going to see the example in a second. The idea of being able to learn something that seems theoretical, it seems academic, and to understand that it's just as real for our purposes as anything else. That is the context in which a person is learning Torah, no matter what. Uh, again, the the Torah lasos. Everybody has to learn Hilcha Shabbos, you need to keep Shabbos. The idea is when a person approaches things that seem to be academic, they seem to be intellectual. How is a person approaching, uh, uh, approaching that exercise? It has to be with Islamdus, with training. Again, this is going to become clear. If it's not, so then better almost not to do it at all, okay, in a certain context. Why? Because otherwise a person is going to, is, is going to be macabre in such a way that it ends up becoming Distorted. A person who's not ready to put it into practice, to be an apprentice, a student of life, and make it real, Potter Miltamataira. So then he's not going to be chayiv in this idea. My Islam says us. What are we talking about over here? Let's see the way that the Rambam approaches these halachas, and we'll see what he's referring to. A person's learning Nagayim. Nagayim is not in practice today. 
We don't have it. It's incredibly technical. It's halachas of, okay, in English it translates as leprosy, but it's a spiritual disease, and there's a lot of halachas. He's going through this very complicated technical sugya. As a person approaches the end of the sugya in the Rambam, he will find words that are incredibly powerful, like a flame. What is what does tsaras come from? Tsaras comes from Lashon Hara. All of a sudden, he's been delving into this complicated sugya, and it's as if a curtain is pulled off his eyes. The punishments, so to speak, right? There's a difference between uh, between a punishment, you know, and, and, and a consequence. The way that the halacha addresses, let's say, nagayim, which is the spiritual consequence of speaking lashon hara, it's how Kaddish Baruch Hu deals with it. So, when if we want to learn about lashon hara, part of you want to learn about fire, you learn about how it how it impacts other things, how it burns. You you want to see. You know, you want to see whether it's raining. You look at the impact on the puddle outside, whatever it is. If you want to understand Lashon Hara, part of understanding the spiritual dynamic and physics of Lashon Hara is understanding the impact that it has on the Bria, and that's Nagayim. And all of a sudden, the Rambam comes at the end of this long technical sugi that seems to have no practical application. It's true. We don't have Nagayim nowadays, but that's only because of the fact that we're not in Eretz Yisrael and we don't have the, Whatever the reasons are that we don't have Nagayim as a practical, Practical matter nowadays, but we have Lashon Hara and we have to understand the impact that Lashon Hara has. And to understand that and to embrace it and to integrate that, that means delving in to the nuances of Tsaras and how it applies. And a person is going to be astonished. This person All of a sudden he realizes that this entire time that he had taken a step back and he was delving into these halachas these, these and the Technical and the nitty gritty, and it really, he never sensed he's learning Hilchas Lashon Hara. Follow Parsha Mefureshes Yibatayra. He shomer benegat saras lishmar ma'ayd velaso sochars nirshav mekachal amirim b'derach v'tzeschem mitzrayim rashes and basal lizar shaloti laka b'tzaras al tzapa Lashon Hara. It all goes. It's all one sugya that you have to be careful not to speak Lashon Hara because he shomer benegat saras zochar asli l'mirim b'shedibra b'achia v'laksa b'negayim. It's all one sugya. So, in other words, the, I mean, you, you can understand. It doesn't mean <coughs> it doesn't mean that at the time that you're learning nigam, you have to be talking about lashnara dahainu. Let's say a person wants to save lives, right? They want they they want to uh, yeah they they want, they want to become a doctor. They want to become a surgeon. So. School, as they learn biology, they learn chemistry, they learn physics, they learn how to do, I don't know, robotic surgery. I don't know all the things that happens as a person goes in pre-med and medical school and the sciences. A lot of them are going to be very technical. In fact, a lot of people will tell you that they do. They like the clinicals, but they don't like the other part. The truth is, is that if you would understand that understanding the sciences or understanding the super technical part that's much drier and much boring is part and parcel of what you need in order to save this life, whether it's because practically it might come up or whether it's because you need to understand for context and how the brain works and why things react a certain way, whatever it is, but it's part and parcel, even though it's in a classroom setting, right, you, were, you used to play music, right? If you learn musical theory, it's probably very boring. But the reality is, is that if you want to ultimately get good at being like a symphony, whatever it is, 
at some point, the people that know musical theory and the way that scales work and the way that those fit together are going to ultimately be much, much better musicians with a lot more depth. So a, a person has to understand if, if when a person's learning, they, they, they're, while you're learning, it, it, to, to be distracted with all these lofty ideals you know, might just take you away from the cause. But at the end of the day, in order to fully appreciate what you're doing, you have to understand that it's part of a real limud. And if you don't understand that, so then you're not going to take it seriously, right? And, and you, you might distort it and you might say, what's the difference? And you're not even going to know what's important and what's not important. At the end of the day, you're learning, let's say, how a brain works, right? It's a new approach. That's what the Rambam is doing when he finishes off these halachas and then he goes fire and brimstone and lush and hara. This is that you're learning. That, this is really what it's about. And you can put in a tremendous amount of Islamness. Now that you realize that the reason that you're learning science is because you want to end up being a brain surgeon for kids, that's huge, right? And you're going you're gonna to approach it totally differently than somebody who, let's say, has to get his requirements out of the way. But this is not just something about learning. This is a way of life. Because of the necessity of this Indian, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this. It's a famous Mishnah. Ben Zayma says, who is a Chacham? One who learns from every person. <coughs> from all my teachers, I became wise. Rabbi Kivim Bartanura says, the, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, Halomeid Mikol Adam Ve'afal Pi Shehu Katan Mimenu so usually you say, well, this is the type of person if you're willing to learn from everybody because, you know, sometimes it could be one person knows, you know, pieces of information A, B, C, and D. The other guy is much smaller, but he knows only F, but that's something you couldn't get from someplace else. So there's a lot of practical ways where you say I have to be learn- willing to learn from everybody. So first, let's see what the Bartanur says. There's a lomid mikol adam afobishu kan mimenu. Even if he's smaller than you, not just different, not, you know, the one thing you could say is I learned from a Rebbe, so I don't have to be open to every person. But he says, let's say somebody's on a lower level than me. If I'm looking for the chachma, so then why does it matter from where it comes? I'm not looking for, it's not, a, it's not that I'm only looking to engage in this type of a limud and a chachma because I want to become bigger through it and therefore I only want to learn from a certain, from a professor and this and that. I'm looking for the information. If somebody, somebody says something worthy that's of considering, certainly that applies in Torah. We hold that, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on it. What it means that Torah is siyata deshmaya and we put in harshtadlis. Theoretically, the fact that, that, that uh, you know, a Kaddish Baruch Hu could put in, you know, in the mouth of babes also something that's all of a sudden like an einfant, something that's worth considering. But as a person who's a chacham, it shows that he, what he's interested in is the information and not where he gets it from. I'm just going to say, we'll, we'll go into the next point, which is really the main point in a second, but just the way that the Maral learns the Mishnah, he just points out, and then this is what I want it for, he says, when Benzoma says, Ezu chacham, we're defining a chacham in the characteristic of the person. Not 
it can't just be somebody who has a lot of information because that's external to him. A person who lives in a house is not a liver in a house, or uh, the, uh, the person that just happens to live in a house. That's what he happens to be doing. When he goes to the Mishnah, he goes to Chachmagvur Osher. We're not going through all of them, but he says, Shem Chacham Bo Yitara Adam Asma. What we're talking about is what makes a person to a Chacham that that's a description of him, that he's called a Chacham. He says, Adam Asher Yeshlo Bias, Kevin Shayna Bias, totally Asma Shal Adam. The house is not part of him, he lives there. Lo Yisor Adam Imanu. So, what does it mean that a person's a Chacham? This is Maral. As I will get back to the safe for in a second. It says, that That's a Lomed Mikol Adam. What does it mean? It doesn't make a difference where it comes from because it's not that I want to know information. I, I, I'm, I'm a clea that needs to be filled. If, if there's something that can fill it, there's an idea that comes from that. I'm not specific on where the Chachma comes from because it, it makes no difference. I mean, you know, imagine you needed a piece to a puzzle, right? That puzzle needs to be filled. I'm somebody who has a desire of knowledge. It's part and parcel of my personality. You could have a person that's a Chacham that knows way less than some who happens to know a lot more. It's not a matter of how much you know, it's a personality, right? This type of a person is a chacham, mitzad atzmo, because he is the type of person who desires nishtoikek, a person who's thirsty, a person who's thirsty drinks water. Right? You could not be thirsty and drink soda because it tastes good. A person only drinks water. Nishtoikek means that it's like a, you're, you're thirsty, you're desired, you need, it needs, it's, it's something that needs to be filled, Right? It doesn't make a difference to me where it comes from. I, I, I need it. <coughs> and, and therefore, it goes on. Okay, so he goes on. So he says, what we're talking about in this Mishnah is the idea of what defines a Chacham as such. That he is somebody called a Chacham, not that he happens to be, you know, a donkey carrying books. So he says, the Chacham this, this is something that hopefully we will remember. This is a takeaway. And what he says on it afterwards, and this is what I mentioned to you the other day. Says Rasim Chazisal, Kol Adam Sheyeshlo, whole new way of whole, whole new way of understanding things. Kol Adam Sheyeshlo Chush Beizadavar. Everybody, this is a famous part. Everybody who has a certain chush for something, Yargish Maod Sheyira Davar Mami Zeh Ha'Inyan. Mashal, Chayet Sherei Adam Yabi Techef Al Begadav. A person who's a tailor will notice what people are wearing. I'm sure we've all noticed if you, when you were in the market for a house or in the market for a car, you just you start noticing what people are driving. You start noticing, right? So he says, Sandler, Amanal Shaploni, the shoemaker about the shoes, Taifar Kaivim, the hat maker, Alkova Shaploni, Fachin Sochor bin Mescharo, and also the businessman, Yagishmod, Bedibor, Ibemaisa, Shiyaslomi Menu, Toelas, Mescharo. If a person is sitting in a shul and people are talking about something that totally doesn't concern him, it won't necessarily bother him. It'll be like white noise. If all of a sudden somebody starts mentioning something about his industry or stocks that he's invested in, something that a person is concerned, Concerned with registers to him. It resonates inside of his ears. All of a sudden, it matters. It's like we have in the Gemara, Nimbino, you know, what does it mean? Uh, um, uh, misnam name. But a person calls his name, a person's name resonates. All of a sudden, he perks up. He notices he's in the same state of sleeping, right? When something resonates in somebody, then it, it, it perks him up. But another person is not going to recognize what shoes this guy is wearing. You totally won't notice. It's funny. I remember one time a friend of mine had a, had a baby or something. I don't know. 
So I called, I, I happened to hear about it, so I called him up. I spoke to him for like a half hour. So my wife asked him something, something, I don't know, it was like it was a boy or a girl. I, I like forgot to ask him. I, oh, we talked about, we talked about work, talked about this, talked about that. Like, what are you learning? I don't, I don't know. Like, I forgot, well, what's his name? You know, I don't know. So when, when you're concerned with something, that's what is forefront in your mind. And it'll even play on your senses. We discussed this actually when we talked about that after Avram Avinu had his bris mila, so then it, it affected the, the five senses. It went from 243 to 248, right? All of a sudden, his senses also became, so he became a different person. All of a sudden, his senses also were mishubed to avoda. So I don't remember which which which, which shir we discussed that in. When when a person is sensitive to something, so then all of a sudden that's, it speaks to them. If a person is yirusalikim, he cares about tiktuke halacha. Then when other people are by him, right, he'll notice. Well, how did they cut the challah and how did they do this? They'll notice these types of behaviors. All types of things, even within Avoda, there are certain people that will notice that will notice certain certain things that other people do in the area that they're concerned with. That takes up their hard drive. It's in their headspace. But if it's not something that they're concerned with, it won't even occur to them. They won't learn it. They won't even know. They won't even notice it about somebody else. In Cain, made me call Adam. What does it mean? Alo made me call Adam. It's not Ezu Chacham. Alo made me call Adam because. If you want to become a chacham, you have to be willing to learn from everybody. No, this defines the person. Who is a chacham? A chacham is somebody who is able to incorporate knowledge into themselves from abroad, from everything. How could that be possible when you're only going to be paying attention to those things that you care about? But you know why? Because you care about Chachma itself, right? It's not that I'm only interested in a particular area or specialty. What does it mean you're a big businessman, you're a big merchant? Mischaro b'kol mashala. So let's see the way that that uh, that, that, that the Mechaber over or this sefer explains what Rosim Chazisel. It says, "What does Rosim Chazisel mean?" It doesn't mean that he notices what the person is wearing. The the, the 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 tailor notices his suit and he doesn't notice the guy's car. Hasandler only notices the guy's shoes. The hat maker notices his hat, but only his hat. The person who's only interested in Musr and Chesed, he doesn't recognize which guy, which way that whether the guy cuts the challah like right side up or left side up or you know on its side, and the person who's you know, in brisk or whatever, he's interested in diktuke halacha. He didn't notice that the person made sure to knock on every door before he walked in. Or, you know, did you notice that he said hello first to every single person he met? No, I didn't notice that. He's, not, he's just not going to notice there's no And there's reason for that. We would be totally overwhelmed by stimulus if we noticed everything. It's impossible. Abala lomeid mikol adam mislamid mizulasoy kol mashenitein lilmod. If you're Pro, your, your priority is Chachma itself, that means that everything resonates with you. So if all of a sudden, they, they said, I was reading, I should have printed up and Googled it, I didn't think about it. Uh, it I think the Nova Minsker's daughter wrote some sort of a, uh, 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 you know, an article or something like Hesped-like about him, you know, after he was Nifter. 
and she said it was it was amazing. In other words, she said, you know, it didn't make a difference. Somebody from, you know, a Hasidic person was speaking and he was running and he would go hear that. And a person who was litfish and a person came off the boat from wherever it was and somebody from, he, he understood how to appreciate and he was, he was wowed by it. If there was something that somebody had to offer, it, it, it spoke to him, it resonated with him. It was a, he was a student of life. Because he was a student of Chachma itself. Even things that are outside a person's specific interests even if it's not necessarily in his area of specialty and you see people ultimately that are cross-cultural and cross-knowledgeable they have a lot more depth I think I was reading in uh, might have been one of like the bathroom readers or something but it was like one of these articles that said uh, it, it made a point that there were a tremendous amount of inventions that were invented either by accident or, that wasn't the interesting part, people that switched careers. So in other words, a person was in career A and then switched to career B, the people that were in career B, they never would have thought about doing something outside the box because they only were, they only were Islamid, right? They only looked at things that were conventional. It took somebody that was, that, that, that was used to thinking in a totally different way, which all of a sudden, well, why can't we just apply a different Chachma to this? A person who's interested in Chachma is able to see things from all over the place and ultimately that rounds him out or her out, right? That rounds the person out. And it makes it that they can, you know, that, that, that they can see nuances that other people aren't going to see. He becomes a student of, 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 every, of everything that he comes across. And it's not only from people. He sees <coughs> the way that a cat conducts itself. It's something that's in the Bria. Gezel mean mala to avoid theft, arias miyona loyalty from a dove. Every single thing that's in the Bria, every single thing that's in nature, there's a certain hanhaga. You go through Parak Shira, it's not that we're learning because there was derech eretz that they do mitzvahs, but we see that there's, there, there's a certain hanhaga and there's a certain derech that could be applied or that could be learned from, and a person becomes a student of life. I think the lesson of Hafana is like open eyes, like to learn. Oh, yeah, it's a Gemara Nerevan. Okay. So you see that Chazal in the Gemara, what, is it, what are they learning from these creatures for? Because they, they, they understood what it means to HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us in, a, there's a Bria that works a certain way for a reason, and they were able to learn from everything. This is the Midah of His Lamdus itself. We're going to add another point. Rebbe Omer, Lama Nisma Parshas Nazar Leparshas Saita. That anybody who sees a saita bekilkula, now this is this is a big muster. This is another part, but I want to stick to. This. I'm going to stick relatively streamlined here because I want to make this point. It says a person sees a saita after she's in the most degraded state and she's accused of uh, of having a <coughs> inappropriate behavior with another man, and she has. And he says a person sees this. So that itself is Musr. What should he do? Yazar Atzmo He should take a step back and not drink wine. Why? Hamislamid Yodea, because a person who's a student of life says, Kol Avera Shuroya Eitzel Zulaso, if I see a failure in others, so what do we do? 
we criticize them and we say that they're not as good as us and there's obviously something wrong with them and there's something wrong with their parents and something wrong with their yeshiva and there's something wrong with everybody. And it, it, this is a, I mean, it's even like by hispeda. Every, people feel a need to, to like, you know, give a reason for something, anything that they could possibly do so that it doesn't apply to them. Right, all of a sudden, I mean, even, like, I remember, like, you know, you'll, you'll have, like, tragedies, and it's like, oh, that's because of, like, that's because of, like, gay marriage, like, in New York, like, God is, like, fra- and that's because it's sneeze, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, like, you'll, you'll have somebody speaking to a room full of, like, people that are dressed, like, from, like, you know, their head to their toenails, yeah, because there's not enough sneeze, like, but, no, but it's not because of anything we're doing wrong. It's because, like, you're speaking to a room of, like, the most Tanua people in, like, the planet and telling them that, like, you know, everything is, like, going straight off the planet because, I don't know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. That's not the That's point. The but fire. you're looking for a reason that doesn't have to speak to you. Right? Mm-hmm. Just as far, maybe that's God's reason. As far as we're concerned, the issue is accountability. The issue is how does it apply to me? As far as I'm concerned, there's something that I need to learn from it. That, that's all that, that, that I care about. Maybe the other 90% of people have something else to learn from it. Right? The, the base of Mikdash didn't come. It's not because of Lush and Haran. It's not because people are talking during davening. It's because of intermarriage. Maybe that's true, maybe that's not. But why is that the drusha that you're giving to the people who are sitting in yeshiva full time? Right? Because then I don't have to think about it. So he says, Maybe it'll get to that level and maybe it won't. But how does a person slide into this type of a negative behavior? How did we get there? You see stories all the time of people that all of a sudden, like one thing leads to another. So this is what a person has to say. Here's a woman. She did something, but, but how did she get there? People don't start off wanting to do these types of things. Don't, don't start bashing her. That, as far, that's her job. That's not your job. What your first impression is supposed to be, how did she get to this grim situation? There was a trigger. It was sparked. How did it get sparked because there was a certain lackadaisical behavior that she engaged in. Most times, maybe it doesn't lead there, but sometimes it does. But there was a threshold. And the question is, is what's that threshold that didn't seem to be like the biggest deal? And then all of a sudden, she drank a little wine. She got a little too casual. And and in this particular case, it had a, it was a slippery slope. Again, maybe it wouldn't necessarily deteriorate. So he takes upon himself and he says, if, if, if you, now I see that being too casual in a certain instance can have, lead a person to such a slippery slide, well, you know what? I have to be careful about this threshold issue that I see can have these terrible results. Not only are you learning from your Rebbeim, and not only are you learning from your Chaveirim, and not only are you learning from people that aren't like you, Litvish, Hasidish, they're from YU, you know, not only are you learning, being able to learn Hugs from them, not only from nature and from, even from an Ivre Avera. Again, Kola Olam Nivra Vishvili, as far as I'm concerned, when I see somebody doing an Avera, there's enough people to criticize this and that. But as far as you're concerned, if God is giving you messages, the question that you need to ask yourself is, what's my takeaway? That's the only thing that you need to be asking yourself. 
He says, most people, with their reaction is Hamavim, they articulate and express their disgust from the deterioration. Look at this nasty person. Look how terrible it is. Look how society is deteriorated. Like, whatever. Baruch Hashem, where, you know, we have certain protections. We're not in that situation. It's so easy to, like, you know, say that somebody ended up there and they're terrible and cut them off from having nothing to do with you. But the reality is, is that that's not your job. This is a story in the news, not going to go into it. Right? If, if, if a person, everybody hates the Yetzirah, if a person decides that they're going to give one-on-one advice to emotionally charged and messed up female teenagers, at some point, those female teenagers who totally relied on you are going to become totally messed up women in their 20s. And at some point, you have personalities that maybe things happen, maybe things don't. I don't know, there's stuff in the news, but it's not important if you're not sensitive to it. But the bottom line is, is that a person has to say, nothing, nobody, Ehrlich people don't start off wanting to not be Ehrlich. Maybe once it gets to a point, you can't say no, right? A person should say, who says I'm any better? Uh, at this point, I'm better because I didn't get there. But you know what, why I got there? I got there because I hung around after shul and I had too many l'chaims when people were cleaning up and then the socializing started and then little by little you develop friendship. I also could be a site of Bilkulkula. That's how it started. It started by being too casual. His lambdas, he mesechta This, by the way, is brought down, I saw it in a different context, but... But, uh, but, but in, just in terms of being dan l'chavzchos, right? In terms of being dan l'chavzchos, it, it's so easy to judge somebody else from where you're holding now. But the reality is, is that if, you're, if, if you were in their situation, right, maybe, maybe you wouldn't have acted any different. And if you always look at somebody else as what's your takeaway, you live, in a, you live in a movie, right? There's different situations that Hashem put in front of you and your job is to have a takeaway. Judging them is not part of your, it's not part of your job. Maybe there are people whose job it is. You are, this Islamdus is the chapter of becoming a student of life. And when you see other things, you, you, your job is not to be about Gaiva because you're there to be trained. Right. It, you, it, it's just a totally different way of encountering. That's why it's important before going into the Vadim. It's not a matter of having Gaiva and it's not a matter, every single there is just there presented. It's part of the movie script for you to learn from in order for you to develop. So the, the way that you relate to others is really just a question of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you in order for you to learn from what is your vote in this situation. We have about six minutes left. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> we're not working on it for half a year. We're going to try to find a balance between taking time to do some the vadim and also making ground because we're not going to be doing four lines a week. So we'll, 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 we'll try to package them up and we'll... we'll We'll try to find that balance. We're not talking about a mido. We're talking about a lifestyle, right? It's like going on a diet, right? There's no diets. It's a lifestyle change. Had you come here for this, it's enough. If everything that we're talking about is that a person should understand, besides working on all the other individual midos, if you understand that your job in life is to be a student of life, to walk around and say, how does it, how does it pertain to me? How is this my development? What's my point? Can you turn on the lights? Then that, that is what you can 
Nehmer 4, Nasr the Tchilas HaParek, and now we're going to go back to the beginning of this chapter. We were talking about, again, if, if, if the Avod is not for you and you're rejecting it, so then you have other problems. We're not talking about that. But as we go forward with appropriate Avoda, it becomes very difficult not to have Gaiva. Sometimes, you know, you, you say, well, a person, why is he bragging about finishing a Masech to this or that, right? If the guy ended up, you know, scoring a touchdown or he ended up doing, he, he built something, so then he'd be very proud of it. It's very difficult if, if you're learning and you're putting a lot of effort in. It's very difficult in anything in life that you're investing a lot of effort into not to feel a certain degree of pride. So if you're putting a lot of work into Musr, how are you avoiding Gaiva? And the answer is you can't. The answer is you can't. Unless the, what you're doing in Musr is not that I'm doing a project and I'm going to get good out of it. It's that the Musr itself is with glasses called Hislamdus. If what you're doing is learning from everybody, then why would I have Gaiva over him? I learned something. Everything builds into the picture of my Avoda. I'm not better than him because I'm not comparing myself to him. I'm a, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sitting here, I'm on the stage. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving me a life to learn from, and everything is part of that process. Process. We already hinted to this. Because when we're deriving lessons, if I'm learning a lesson, if somebody puts me into a classroom, right? I was reading a book on posture. Okay? And it was, so it was making a point that because of our situations, you know, where people either sit at a desk or whatever it is, we spend so much time sitting and slouching computers and technology. Most people have terrible posture, okay? And it was saying that <coughs> people aren't born like that. And the riot that they brought is infants, you know, like, like, you know two-month-olds, that if you look at them, they sit very, they, they, very balanced, Right, it's almost like you know the people, the people who are who, who like run around in Africa with no shoes on. Right, don't they don't have all the foot problems and podiatry problems that like we have? It's like you know because the shoes, you know, like things aren't. And then the shoe wears down on one side, and then you shift your weight, and then you get like a messed up hip and whatever it is. The body balances itself. So if you are observing a baby for the purpose of learning from, you're looking at this at this person who's way beneath you, you know, lower than you on the food chain scale. But you're looking at him in order to learn from. You're not. You're not looking at it with an eye towards Gaiva, Any, if anything that you're looking at, you're looking at it as being a teaching experience to you, then you're not going to be presented with an opportunity to feel Gaiva over it. If I do something good, I'll feel Gaiva about it. But if I'm in school, then I'm not going to feel good. If, if I'm in the middle of training, it's my apprenticeship, right? I'm constantly looking over my shoulder to see whether I did it right and how it measured up. Right? Life, is, life is the middle of a clinic. It's the middle of school. It's not that I'm doing so well. Everything is practice. I didn't do anything that I should feel so haughty about. I'm a trainee. That's what I am. I'm an apprentice. I'm an intern. And as I practice, and as I go through life, I realize I could improve. I could improve in how I did it, I could improve my attitude, I could improve my cabanas. There's always room for improvement. So somebody else has more room for improvement in one area, but he has less room for improvement in someplace else that I need to improve. We're all just trainees, right? This inspection, this peer review, this, this, uh, this lens that's coming with me in everything I do, it's going to explain to me where I have room for improvement. 
And if this becomes my way of life, and I always look at myself as being an intern in, in life, because I didn't accomplish anything. I was, the whole point, God doesn't need my accomplishments anyway. The whole point of life is for us to, to get closer to Hashem. You know, it, it, it's a chesed of Hashem that He allows us to feel like we earn something so that we feel independent in order that we, in order that we are able to get schar so that we feel, like, we feel that we were invested and that we earned it. But the reality is, is that everything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put some people that were smart, some people that were stupid, some people tall, some people good voices, bad voices, whatever it is. Everybody's only on the stage of life because you have some things to develop and some things to get better in. Some people have better tools for one task and that's where their area for, for growth is and improvement and they have other challenges. Other people have others. We all just have our own things that we're working through. There's nothing to be gaivedic about. At the end of the day, we're all just imperfect in different ways, and our job is to work on it. There's, not, there's nothing that we're Hashem Malach Lavesh. There's no reason for us to have gaiva. We're not perfect in anything. If you reach the state of perfection in all the areas, then you would just be done with your job and you would die. Right? A person who wants to work on himself, there's depth to this. He has to commit himself on this foundation of Islam. Ach verak mislamed, that this is how you go through life, is ois mamish ad yoima achrain to the day of death. Gambi gyul yoma misa lo yamos, ali islamed ech lamos. Even when a person reaches death, he actually speaks about this in a different chapter on Maves. But even when a person dies, dying is an avoda also. There's a, there, there's a, I remember reading a story someplace where somebody said, Somebody was dying. I, I don't remember exactly the story or whether it was true or not, but the, the principle is true. You know, somebody was like dying and he didn't, uh, his family was around and he said something along the lines of, you know, you're all sitting there waiting to see if I'm going to scream out Shema Yisrael as I die, but I'm not going to do that. And then like, he died. and somebody said like, he, no, he actually totally missed the boat. Like he, at the last second, he had to like let, let people know that like he, you know, he like hopped it out and whatever. The way that a person dies is also an avoda. Dying is part of life. It's a, it's a stage of life. There's a story in, in the uh, what's it called the um, the something the halachic man, right? Rav Yashvash writes. So his his grandfather was Rav Chaim. So he said he said that Rav Chaim at some point was getting depressed about death. Maybe he's getting old in life. He was sick. I don't remember. So he said when he got depressed, he learned he learned himself this alois, right? It's about Thomas Mace. It's also a stage of life. Right? Everybody, even if you have 120 years, it's a stage of life, a person has to prepare for it, and there's Nisyonos involved. Even death is how a person is going to transition into the next stage of, 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 uh, of spiritual life. And we'll do the first one. Okay? So we're going to start with an easy one. How does the person approach Adon Olam? Something that we say at least twice a day. Well, twice a day. 
what we're talking about is not having a lot of kavana. Kikashali gamal meitfisa shall from hamushachas kolavodo lemagama yosef from. We're not talking about this this uh, this need to. He says kashali gamal meitfisa. It's hard to like wean yourself away. It's hard to quit from this perception of just like you know being more frumer and doing all this stuff. We're not talking about having kavana and you know putting on a hand jacket and just str- straight up. Adon Olam is the first, basically the first tefillah, and it's the last thing you say before, it's part of Kriya Shema at night. It's literally the sandwich of our day. It's a question whether it came from the Gaonim or from the Python of Shlomo Ibn Gabirol, who was like lived in the 11th century. It's early, and it was instituted by the Masadre tefillah that it should be the first thing we say in the morning and the last thing we say at night, basically, more or less. So, what we want to do with this exercise, he l'hislamed keitzad omrim adon olam. Just what are we doing? We never really thought about it. If this is going to be the thought that frames our entire day, starting off with davening, and this is going to be the thought that we're leaving the day with when we're when we're giving our Kaddish Baruch Hu our to watch, we should at least know what we're saying because this is obviously super important. Until a person finds a enjoyment and a reason in this. So what we're going to do is we're just going to, since it's, we have at least 10 minutes, we're just going to mention a couple things, not really intellectual things, just straight about Adon Olam and either we'll try for a week or not, but hold on one second. So just before we talk about it all itself, just to mention, this is from Rabbi Schwab on prayer. It says, first of all, Adinai is not the name of Hashem. It says, first of all, if you say with a cholam, you could say Ado and Nai, and you could say Oy, that's a cholam. It says Or, I guess if you're a Yeki, I don't know, it says Or, but he says, first of all, you should just pay attention to what you're saying, right? <laughs> that, that's first of all. Second of all, he says, just know what, what Adon is. We, the, the Gemara says that nobody prays that Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rabbi Yochan says, Shem and Yochai, Miyom Shabar Kaddish Baruch Hu, Zolom Lahaya Adam Shakarla Kaddish Baruch Hu, Adon, Achaba Avram Vakaro Adon. So Avram Avinu is the one who innovated this, this word of Adon. So if we relate to a Kaddish Baruch, we're relating to something that Avram Avinu realized. We're relating, we're relating to something that Avram Avinu put into the Bria, that he's the one who literally looked at the world and he understood that there's somebody running the world almost intellectually. And we're coming at it with his chus of Avram Avinu. So he says that Adon is the, 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 uh, the difference between a Melech, because that's Adon Olam Hashem Malach, says the difference between a melech, a melech, you used to be able to use like the president as an example, like you can't really use him anymore. A melech is somebody who has majesty and he has kingship and you're chayev to serve the melech and all of that, but you don't really have a personal relationship. When you have an adon and an eved, there's a personal relationship over there. So the first thing that we get into, almost in anything else, is that you have to understand that as you get up, you have a personal relationship with God, right? That's why you say an Adon, Adonim is masters, but it's like, it could be like the royal, uh, like plural. So, so Adonin would be Adonai is mine. He goes to the grammar of it, but the point is, is that you have a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <coughs> And he says, uh, okay, he goes through a whole things, but the... Um, 
basically, he doesn't use exactly this example, but he gives sort of this example. We, we, we recognize that a Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world. But at the end of the day, I heard this example from a thinker of Pincus. He said, you know, let's say, let's say you have a, a, a person walks into a yeshiva, or the Rosh Yeshiva himself, and he sees that everybody, there's 500 guys in the base measures learning, and everybody's doing fantastic. In fact, they have like a 99.8 ratio of people sitting and learning shtak. There's only one kid that happens not to be there. That person happens to be the Rosh Yeshiva's son. Right? It, it doesn't, somebody said, well, you should be super proud. It, 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 but, but there's something missing. Right? Let's say he's got 10 kids in yeshiva. Right? Or let's say whatever it is. Even if he's responsible for 500 people, that doesn't take away from the personal relationship and the care that he has for that particular one. We say, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. When we, the first word that we talk about, an Adon to an Eved, as much as we're about to say much more than that, is that we have a personal relationship with Hashem, and it doesn't take away from it that we're about to say that Hashem runs the world, and He's responsible for everything, and He's responsible for individuals and wars. The, the, the thing that we talk about going into davening, going out of davening, is this personal relationship. And that happens at night. At night, also, he says that the most basic. Oh, he says, his first voice. Because it says from that from of Hirsch. He says that's what we say at the end. Who Eli? We start off. We say that as much as Hakadosh Baruch who is the master of the world, everything is in the is is in the personal. And he says biyarchav kidruchi. That the last paragraph says, and in fact, even though I know that I have my avodim, I have an avodim, like we told my Islamists, I have an avodim in terms of the entire day, that at the end of the day, there comes a point where I give over the reins, I know that both in terms of being able to wake up in the morning, why we give our Kaddish Baruch Hu our a pikadon, but in general, at the end of the day, after all my Ishtadlis is done, I remember when I, was, uh, when I was in school, I was talking to somebody, and we were in the library. It was like first year. It was it was like late at night, and he said he, he was he was a few years older than me actually. But this guy Rummy David, there's a fellow David's nephew, whatever. Anyway, but I remember he told me he said he said you know we're we're putting in hishtavlis. At the end of the day, we're from we believe in a rebbeinus shalom, right? We, it costs a lot of money. We pay a lot of money in tuition. Pay a lot of money in you know like Pesach costs thousands of dollars. He said, you don't really think that your entire parnasa and which office you end up going to and how much money you make is going to really be decided because you ended up spending that one extra hour in the library and figuring out that one extra question so that you got an A instead of an A minus or an A minus instead of a B plus, which affected your GPA. And now you're going to go into this firm instead of that office and whatever it is. So at the end of the day, you do everything you do. You do hishtavlis because you have a chiv hishtavlis. Once that chiv hishtavlis is done, at that point, you know, you, you give it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem has a personal relationship with you. You have certain obligations towards that relationship. And then you, and then you rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Note, noting that, you say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Malach, Melech, Yimloch. There's all sorts of philosophical types of questions that we're not talking about. Is you know, if Ein Melech below Am, how can you say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu ruled was a Melech, Beterim Kol Yernavra, before things were created? But the bottom line is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is more, is more than everything in the world. It would almost be like there's no, there's no to the extent that there's no before or after. If you picture, you, you picture a, like an ocean, right? And then you, you, t- you take a ruler and you, the, you drop the ruler into the middle of the ocean. 
So vis-a-vis the ruler, there's an order. There's, you know, one, two, three, four, counting the centimeters, whatever it is. There's a chronology. There's a before and there's an after. But in the middle of the bigger ocean, if you say, well, which part of the ruler is first? There's no first. and The thing is tumbling around. There's no first. There's no last. There's no anything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in a Bria. As far as we're concerned, there's a chronology. There's a before. There's an after. There's, there's whatever it is. As far as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is concerned, he's, he's greater. There's no such thing as before or after. HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, he created the world, he continues to create the world, he creates it in a certain form, but everything that we see as being relative within it is totally only to give us a framework for us to have avoda. As far as HaKadosh Baruch Hu is concerned, he's so much greater than all of the things that we, that we don't have problems, we have a forum for us to do avoda and to have Islamdas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us that, uh, that place to operate, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Adon I, right? Yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu has a personal relationship with us where we could totally say, we're giving it over to you. You fill up my cup. If my cup is missing something, it's there to be filled. You have a personal relationship with me and it's there in order for me to have the perfect life, not necessarily the life we always want and are happy with, but it's there to give us the perfect life in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order for us to have the stage that we need in order to succeed before we go into that that. that transition stage where we go back home and then we're, you know, after, after death. Just two more minutes. We're just literally, uh, you, I need the translation, that, but this happens to be a nice translation in one of these English to Durham. But he says, Hashem is again. We have a personal relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and He is the one that was that that Malach even even the broader way. Again, before anything was created, you could say before things were created in a in, in the Olam Asi, in a tangible world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's almost like somebody imagined something. It's real, but at any point they could stop imagining it, or they can continue to imagine it. It, it really exists. It just doesn't exist the way the person does, right? I think Ravigar Miller used that example. It says, as long as you're continuing to think about it, it exists in your imagination, but you're more real than it, but it exists in some universe. So he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu existed uh, as a reality before you dropped the ruler in the other, before like there was something, before HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that there was a makom for existence, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a world in order to relate to and theoretically, if at any point Hashem would stop imagining us, whether, forget about the stages of the Brio, we'll get destroyed, not destroyed, thousand years, whatever it is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there before, he's going to be there afterwards. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, unchanged in all of his glory, is totally there regardless of whether you make a bracha or say thank you or not. This is who we're talking about that literally is forming the entire world of kola olam nivra b'shvili. That's why a person was created alone. There's, no, there's nothing else that even compares to this. We can't even understand it because there's nothing, there's nothing like that. Hachbira is like a chaver. There's nothing else. We can't, rela- we can't even relate to it. We, we could speak about it, but we can't understand it. There's no, there's no, there's no before and after as pertains to it. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is literally Hamakom. He is the reality that reality exists within. He's, but he's my God and he's my redeemer. He literally, after you you start, you acknowledge all of this stuff that we don't even doesn't make any sense to us. You acknowledge at the end of the day, he's my God. He's my Goyel. Rabbi Schwab brings down that the Goyel, the person who's Goyel, somebody who's the closest relative. He's literally the Rosh Hashiva with a million students, but I'm his son. We're all I'm his son, but you're his son, or daughter. 
and he's the rock that I can rely on, basically, right? A rock you can rely on any rainstorm, right? He's he the, he's the one that I can rely on in any difficult time. Who Nisi? He's the flag, so to speak, that I would you know rally around. That you wrote monosly, and he's the escape. He's the refuge. He's there. Rishlam Ibn Abiro has a piyut. Uh, I forget exactly the line. It says something like Evrach Mimcha Elecha that I run away from you to you. You know, it's like as much as, as, much as, uh, as, as, much as you can like get angry at a situation, where else are you going to go? You run away from God to God, right? There was Pincus, when he, when he mentioned that, he told the story that he was dressed up in a bear costume on Tishba, on Purim, Tishba, Purim, and his son got, so, or his daughter, somebody who was like a little kid, got so scared of the bear, they ran straight at him, and they hugged him, and they said, Tati, I'm scared of the bear. You know, but that that he's my portion, uh, the, the fill of my, my cup, so to speak, whenever I go home. But again, a cup needs to be filled. That, it doesn't always get filled the way that you understand or the way you like, but it gets filled the way that it needs to. That's the place where you fill it up from. You give your neshama as a pikadon, it goes into the safe deposit box. Listen, death is a more dangerous situation than anything else that goes on in our life. And we all go to sleep very sure that we're going to wake up. Uh, so okay, occasionally it's the end of the road, but then we go to sleep. The same way that, we, that we're willing to basically be in a state of sort of death and be conscious we're going to wake up, we should feel like that when we also can't make the month's mortgage, right? It doesn't really make a difference. Well, why are we sure that we're going to wake up from a state of being totally, totally uh, unconscious but, 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 but to give us the money that we need? That, that God can't do. Right, and as long as my ruach and my gvia together, Hashem ira, As long as I exist, Hashem is with me, and there's nothing to be afraid of. I just was saying from I think Ravichi Mar Morgenstern. He said like Amuna means everything will be okay. Bitachin means everything is okay right now. Chaznish is something similar, but uh, but 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 it doesn't again. It doesn't mean it's the way that you understand or the way you like. But that's a don't alarm. And just the the second vod really just says we're not gonna. The second vod says Kedil Ham Chashas Maldeos Shemari Islamis Yakiku Asim Kedil Islam says a bracha Gamla Fiosamis Mizgavans Ena Kavan Shaiach Zera El Shazanu Ketsam Bracham. Okay, you should do the same thing with a bracha. So this week, right? Either a don't or both a don't or a bracha. Every time you make a bracha, shahakal, you say, the world was created in order for me. The only reason that I'm eating this is because, uh, right, there, there were coffee pickers that planted it, and in order for a bean to grow in the ground, then it had to deteriorate, then the water came in, and go, ah, so that I could have this cup of coffee, and a Kaddish Baruch who literally runs the world in every element, right? You take one tefillah, one bracha, one Adon Olam, and you literally just transform it into an experience, little by little, so he says that's the first thing of Islam is take something. But I'll just say one last point because I have two more minutes. Is it's bad in the abode of Hanukkah also. It's very difficult. I won't go into a long part, but two minute part. It's very difficult to become enthusiastic about something that's tamid about the menorah. The Bach says that the reason that the, that the Yivanim came is because the Jews were nisrashlu ba'avoda. They got weak, they got lazy in avoda. If you're, going to, if you're going to have something once a year, the Seder, for us Hanukkah, whatever it is, that's why you, you can, it's very easy to get worked up and excited about it. But people become nisrashlu in something that's day in, day out. You say, I don't know them all the time. I, say, I barely even, to be honest with you, say, I don't know them in shul. I'm always like, kind of saying it as I'm like, walking to like, whatever. Right? It's very difficult 
to even, but sometimes I remember one year after Rosh Hashanah, I said Aleinu after davening out of the sitter from Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. So I figured maybe like it would matter. And then after a week or two, it faded off anyway, right? But, but that's what it is. It's, the truth is some of the things that are tamid or just the constants, the, the consistency itself is, is the godless. It's also a reason why, maybe why Hanukkah is not one day. Everything else could be one day, even if a miracle lasted longer, or it could be one day, even if, you know, how the, the, the Tamidus itself is what we're rebuilding. And that's not only the nace of the seven candles, that's the nace of the fact that you had fire even for one day, the fact that fire burns. The idea of understanding Tamidus and being able to work up and being a student of it and realizing, realizing that the fact that fire burns, realizing things all around you, that is Be'etzem something to be able to grow from and to be able to be Islamdus. Uh, and then, okay, so that's basically, that's basically the, first, uh, the first one. So, okay, we're going to see how it goes with these Vadim. We're going to do the best that we can, trying to strike a balance Wow. Between uh between the vadim and between making ground, and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But at least we have one for now, and then we'll we'll see what happens next week. I can go forward. Shkaych.